Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Spotify Live postgame. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I mean, we know it doesn't look good. In fact, they're getting killed by basically every way you can measure a game that isn't the final score. And we believe it's not sustainable. But we've seen unsustainable efforts carry through a season. Now, do I believe that's what's going to happen? Uh, no, obviously not. Uh, there's getting beaten, you know, in the shot department and the possession game and all that. And then there's getting downright massacred, which is <laughs> which is what is going on, uh, especially tonight as I bring up the box score here. Uh, the final, I really want this... Uh, final tally on the shots if this will ever load but they got i mean i don't know if i've ever seen anything like that carter hart is going to lead lead the league in save percentage based solely on the number of shots he sees like he can play mediocre and he's going to have 30 saves it's it's truly <laughs> it's truly something i outshot 51 22 uh and I, I saw at one point like the totals were like the shot attempt totals were somewhere near 90 to like under 30. And that was with a few minutes to go. At what point do we just have to accept that they're not going to be very bad? They're going to like, you know, record wise, they're not going to be very bad. And we just have to like root for an improbable playoff run as much as I hate to say it. I don't even... I don't even know what to think about this team sometimes. Uh, they're incredibly frustrating. Every time I think I know what they're going to be going into a year, there's something else. I expect them to compete for the division, and they're a bottom five, bottom ten team. I expect them to be a bottom five team. They're 5-2-0. They're uh, it's truly baffling what is going on with this group. Uh, again, I don't think they can sustain this. I mean – outshot 51-22, and you win the game 4-3. to Unless Carter Hart is just going to be awesome. Unless he's just amazing, uh, which it's it's on the table, I guess. You know, highly touted prospect. Now he's, what, 24? Um, it, it, it's possible he just comes in and becomes a truly great goalie, or at least so many comparisons to of of Carter Hart were made to Carey Price and we've seen you know Carey Price hasn't been the best goalie in hockey throughout his career but he has seasons in which he's a legitimate MVP candidate that's his ceiling he's capable of having those types of years and this might literally just be one of those types of years for Carter Hart even if he's not going to be the dominant year in year out uh, year in, year out, uh, like Henrik Lundqvist type, he might be a goalie with the ceiling of, yeah, in his best years, he's the best. Uh, maybe that's possible. All right, let's get to some calls. I have a uh, I have a hard out at 11 tonight. I don't know if we're going to get there or not, but just to let you know, if this isn't enough Bill Matz for you, I will be hosting the overnight on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Uh, that starts at 2 a.m., so about four hours from now, I will be live on the air, but you have me right now, and we are talking flyers and flyers alone. I bet you, I bet you there's a little bit of Phillies and stuff in here too, but let's get it started with Shane Ryan. What's going on today, Shane? Hey, how's it going? Very well, very well. 
Uh, I had two things. One thing was I just want to know what you are gonna what what you think the team is gonna look like when we're a little healthier with our, you know, heavier hitters back in, like uh, Katoria. I'm just, you know, I'm just very skeptical of what it, one if Katoria or Atkinson are gonna be back, and if they are, what sort of uh, production we can expect from them. We know. Couturier is, when healthy, one of the best two-way centers in the game. We know Cam Atkinson, good penalty killer who can put the puck in the net. He can help you a lot when healthy. I just don't know what to actually expect out of those guys when they're here. Right now, it's a, a young, scrappy group for the most part that's taking advantage of all their opportunities and getting great goaltending. If those two are healthy, at least some semblance of what they used to be, uh, man – we could be looking at a borderline playoff team. Like it might be real, but I I just don't know what to expect out of those two at this point. Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't know what to expect out of the team and I just hope I don't (laughs) get let down. (laughs) Yeah. It just, uh, it's just one of those things you have to enjoy the ride right now. You have no idea when it's going to end. They could lose 10 in a row starting Saturday and it wouldn't shock anybody. Uh, But I'd say just enjoy it for now because what is this team? Like, what the hell is this team? They're scrappy. They're they're grinders, yeah. man. Like, especially yeah, Allison and Tippett and TK. Well, I knew TK from the beginning, but Allison and, and Tippett are just surprising me. Yeah, it's uh, – I was really – there was – I think in the preseason there was a clip of uh, Tortorella ye- yelling at Owen Tippett on the bench saying, show me what you are. Are you a goal scorer? Are you a you know a checking guy? Are you a grinder? Show me what you are. And Tippett, you know, he has the offensive skill maybe to put it together at some point, but he's a good hockey player, uh, better in the dirty areas than I expected. I kind of thought he was just going to be a uh, a let it rip goal scoring power play guy, and it seems like that's going to be the secondary part of his game if that ever comes around. That's awesome. That's exactly what we need. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy with uh, what we've seen out of Owen Tippett. You know, obviously this is his it's his real first game tonight of the season. He played like four and a half minutes in the opener before he got hurt, took a penalty, but for a first night, uh, real good. Yeah, and Deloria's got had an out for everybody. It looked like a Penguins game, a Penguins Flyers game. The amount of like scuffles that were happening, I was like, Jesus. I love watching this team after the whistle. Uh, it's a complete uh, yeah. turnaround from what we've seen the last few years. It just shows they care, which is awesome. But it does. It definitely does. Uh, it's it's nice that it, like that's the baseline, and it's such a low bar. But they haven't met it for two seasons in a row. So the fact that I can tell that they care is nice. Them caring makes me want to care more. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm right there with you. Like. I came into the season thinking I just want them to lose. I don't give a fuck. And <laughs> I'm in the like in the middle of this game tonight. I'm like excited to see what's going to happen next. And again, like I'm not delusional. It's not like they played well, uh, yeah. but they won, and it was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, some of them are going to get be, be getting yelled at for their sloppy plays in the uh, oh, in the defense, but eh, it's a win. Yeah, it's a win's a win at this point. Uh, thanks a lot, Shane. Steph Driver has uh, decided to grace us with her presence. Let's go to Steph. What's going on, Stephanie? Steph. 
Driver. All right. Well, Driver figures out the mute button. Uh, let's go to Patrick Reed Miller. What's up, Patrick? Hey, Bill. Hey, Steph. How's it going? Very well. Very well. Oh, Bill. Sidebar. Do you believe we're in the World Series tomorrow? It still doesn't feel real. I truly can't believe it. Like, I'm going on the air tonight on WIP, and I assume that's all I'm going to be talking about. And I'm I like, hope so. I have to, yeah. I have to, uh, I have to put myself in the mindset like this is real. I'm going to take you out and put you back in, Steph. But Patrick, you're still with me. It's it's wild, Pat, that they're in the goddamn World Series. Like I'm wearing a hat right now with the World Series patch on it. I did not accept. I did not expect that to happen. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna call this one the Carter Hart game because that man <laughs> saved fifty some shots, and yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was really something. Forty-seven. Oh, hi, Steph. Hey, guys. Sorry, I don't know what the hell was going on there. They changed. They changed the 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 shots total after the game. So he saved forty seven as opposed to forty eight. But that's it's a career high. It's insane. Um, I have a question, and I wasn't going to speak because Bill and I did an hour this afternoon, which you'll hear tomorrow. Um, but you said that, like you're getting back into it, and what you were expecting from the season. This is completely different. I was kind of looking forward to them just losing this season. Like I was kind of looking forward to just a year off with no big emotional investment. And oh my God, have they pulled me back in. Well, it's like in all likelihood, this little wave of winning games you have no business winning will end and probably soon. But there is, like, as we talked about on the uh, on the show today, Steph, like, Charlie talked about riding that PDO wave, like a high shooting percentage, a high, a, uh, a high save percentage. We've seen teams, like, sustain that for a season. Now, is it something you build a franchise on? Is it something you think you can win a cup on? No. But for one year, just giving you way better results than you were expecting, it's definitely possible. Yeah. I agree, and uh, I guess what I wanted to point out is, um, I guess message received from Torts to TK and Hayes because TK had a had a had a good game, you know. And then I TK guess was I, at points yeah. awesome. I thought it wasn't on the uh, like he had the assists, which were sick. There was just like a play, I think, in the third period where he's one on one with a defenseman and just makes a great move and just blows by him, uh, like on a dump in and. Uh, then chases it down, and he's the first one to the puck in the corner. And, man, all the disappointment of Travis Konechny maybe not being the star we hoped he was, I think it got away from all of us that he's a really good player. Uh, Like I've said, I mean, I said all summer, uh, I'm tired of TK because I know what he is. He's an awesome (laughs) second liner on a good team. Uh, And like a player in his prime right now really serves no purpose for what I thought this team was going to be. But when he's good – Man, is he fun to watch? Absolutely, and I guess I guess this might be a theme we're gonna have to look at throughout the season. Like whoever Torch is bent is gonna bench, I guess, because I think tonight it was uh, Wade Allison and uh, Morgan Frost. Oh boy, uh, yeah, the message will definitely be received throughout the season. So, like, I, I appreciate it because it's like it's like, hey, if, if you suck, you're gonna get benched. I, I appreciate yeah, that coaching uh, style. Allison played a total of five minutes. 
and nine seconds, and I'm looking at Frost seven forty three tonight. Uh, not great, uh, especially when you came in with eleven forwards and seven defensemen. But Tortorella is not afraid to pull that trigger. You know, they they're down Tippett in the opener, and he still benches Hodgson. Uh, he's he's not. He's, I guess this is why they do so much uh, so much conditioning, because you're going to get a lot of ice time under Tortorella. <laughs> so, so, ma- so many suicides in practice to get you ready for when uh, somebody's uh, riding the bench for the third period. Scott Oof. Lawton played almost 24 minutes tonight. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Scott Lawton? Future captain Scott Lawton. 24 is what he played. Yeah, and, like, I guess uh, I'll end it on this. I... I I like the key for Beller's waiver because, like, we literally have nothing to lose because we have so many injuries at a, at the wing position. You might as well just see what this kid can do. I'm I'm not even worried about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm glad you brought that up because it happened right as we finished recording the podcast today. So we were, <laughs> but we were still as we. As we're saying goodbye, Charlie's like, oh, what the fuck? They couldn't go one day without doing something. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. So we, we were able to jump back on, but, but that was pretty much the same. That was pretty much my same reaction. Like, great. May as well try something different. Why not? Oh. Yeah, and thanks a lot, Patrick. Um, yeah, Steph, it's uh, like this is what waivers are for. Like, I don't want to pick up the Patrick Browns and as much as I love Zach McHugh and a guy like that, like guys who are just going to be here to be a body. Like Kiefer Bellows could end up just being that. He might be back on waivers in a week. Who knows? Uh, But it's an opportunity for a guy who maybe didn't get the right opportunity in his previous spot. It's a young guy with first round pedigree. Give it a shot. See what happens. I have a question for you, unless there are – do we have a long line of people waiting to talk? It's not a super long line tonight. We have uh, two people waiting. All right, so let me just pose this question to you and then also the listeners. Do you think that John Tortorella's experience as an analyst – do you think that we're seeing the results of that this season? Do you think we learned from – he learned from his time? As- I'm sure he learned – something every step of the way the guy I mean he's gonna do things his way but his way has definitely I mean just last game he benched their two best forwards you know uh he's always gonna be John Tortorella but I think he's definitely picked things up along the way and just more than anything I I think he realized that just because a player is young doesn't mean they're not deserving of a chance. And he's more than willing to try the young guys. Maybe that's something he realized sitting back and getting to watch the whole league last year. Like, oh, wow, this league is real young. Or maybe it's just something he's come to the conclusion, you know, uh, uh, during his time in Columbus. Yeah, I, I think that that's fair. Um, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him as a coach, even though he benched Travis Konechny and Kevin Hayes and Wade Allison, Morgan Frost. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm fine. They're winning. It's it's what we talked about a lot this summer and when the season started in the training camp and everything. When Shane Gostaspare is the only one held accountable, no one's being held accountable. Like Andrew McDonald still plays 22 minutes every night. He stinks. And we're sitting here going on about accountability. If those guys can be benched, anybody can be benched. 
And that's a great message to send. There's true accountability, not just accountability for a certain type of player or a certain guy on a certain contract. It's everyone. Do you know what our dear friend Dave Haxtall is doing in Seattle? No idea. He is healthy scratching Shane Wright. Good for him. Like a lot. Yeah, why not? You know, Seattle, that's a team going places. You might as well. Uh <laughs> Let's go to uh, let's go to Dan Allen. He's been waiting. What's going on tonight, Dan? Hey, Bill. How you doing? Very well. Very well. Very Hi, well. Steph. It's nice to talk to you. Hey, Dan. Hey. So uh, you know, I'm just going with the ride. You know, I like winning as much as the next guy, and I don't like rooting for the team to lose. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be happy while they're winning, and when they Regress to the mean later this season. I'm going to be okay with that too. That, that's 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 just me rolling rolling with the punches this year. Flyers been flyers. We have no control over it. You know, I, I want them to get the number one pick and be the worst team and all this, but I can't make that happen. So I'm just gonna roll with it as it goes. What if they just ride this wave to the playoffs? Like, you know, ultimately bad for the future of the franchise, but playoff hockey's always fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they go. Continue being outshot two to one every night. That's <laughs> they're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs. No, there, there's almost no chance of this level sustaining. There is something to be said though. Like they they do have a new coach. It's a new system. Uh, guys have been in and out of the lineup. All that. What happens when they start to figure a few things out? You know what happens when suddenly they understand everything they're supposed to do. You know, so much of camp and everything was focused on conditioning. I can't imagine everyone knows exactly what Hack wants out of them in terms of positioning and the attack. And I mean, the lines get you said every night. <laughs> you said oh, did I say <laughs> bad <laughs> memories. It's that old Hackstall exactly PTSD. What... We got it. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what Tortorella wants them to do in terms of the system, positioning, all that. So when they figure that out, maybe we see a little bit better level of play to go along with this great goaltending and puck luck they're having. Yeah. Well, anything's possible, you know, I'll, and I'll, I'll take it. I'll take, yeah. I like lots of the flyers win. Like I said, um, just my takeaways from tonight, of course, were Carter Hart, you know, you know, God got there. <laughs> um, and, uh, I know like, you know, Tony Angelo, the guy I can, you know, talk about, you know, whatever Tony Angelo, the hockey player. I kind of like him. You know, I like the way he's playing out there. Um, that uh, that goal uh, that he had, uh, the Kennedy assist was um, was incredible. What a pass that was! His passing tonight was insane. But also in that play, Bobrovsky actually got across pretty quick. And uh, if it he wasn't did. a perfect shot, it wouldn't go in. And D'Angelo tucked it right inside the post. So that was a nice shot for. Uh, no, that had that had like robbed him, written all over it, and he tucked that in there, like you said. Uh, I en- I have enjoyed watching Tony D'Angelo. Uh, like I said to a previous caller, I really like watching this team after the whistle because they give a shit and they're mean. And he's one of those guys, he doesn't care. He'll fight anyone. He might get his ass kicked, but he doesn't care. And I like that. He'll even fight his own teammates. But hopefully that doesn't happen Yeah, here. you know, teammates, <laughs> whoever, coach. I, I oh. cackled. I, I'm so glad I was on mute. The, the noise that I made was absurd. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah, you expect certain things from certain people. And, uh, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, what are you going to do? Just root for the team. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you guys have a great night, and uh, go Flyers. I appreciate it, Dan. Go Flyers. Yeah, it's been um, 
this this year's already like what is this game seven? And yeah. like it's already been a ridiculous season. Like, it's already ridiculous. Games. They've won five And games. so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys I'm gonna tell you guys something that hasn't been released yet. Am I muted? No, you're you're talking. It's all right. My bubble just isn't showing up as me talking. Um, the Flyers are going to be opening up the Wells Fargo Center for the Phillies games. I don't know whether it's all of the Phillies games or just the home games, but the Wells Fargo Center will be open. Five dollar beers. Um, the parking lots will also be open for tailgating. Um, they haven't released the info yet, but they're like really leaning in on let's just be part of this moment in Philadelphia. I think that's awesome. Hashtag fueled by Philly. Like you were saying today, yeah, Steph, every, it's not like they're going to get anyone uh, interested in their team, at least not until, you know, maybe the Eagles season ends or they take a couple losses or something, which doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon, or the Philly <laughs> season ends, which hopefully ends with a parade. Like, why not? Why not attach your brand to a brand that people actually care for? Like, it's, it's, yep. it's good shit. I'm, I'm all yep. for it. Uh, yeah, I got really excited when I got that phone call today because it's just the perfect time, and it's it just makes so much sense. And with ticket prices what they are, like you know, six hundred bucks for standing room, the secondary market being insane, this is a great move for people who want to be involved. And in, no, you're not there live, but you're with you know, however many thousand people show up in that similar atmosphere. It's just a great way to to have a little bit of that community reach out. Yeah. So yay, Flyers. I I have also enjoyed watching Tony D'Angelo play offensive defense. Um, His defensive defense is bad, 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 bad. But we knew that he was going to be the guy to score the goals. It's not painful to watch. That's Ivan Provorov's job is the defense. Let's go to uh, Nikki Hall. What's going on tonight, Nikki? Hey, hey, how's it going? Very well, very well. Um, you know, uh, before I get started with tonight, um, you know what's actually cheaper to go to a World Series game in Houston than it is to go to a, a World Series game at home at Citizen Bank Park? I just, I found that interesting. It was when they were playing Atlanta, too. I was trying to get everyone to come down. I'm like, just come down to Atlanta. You can you can watch the Braves game here, and then you can stay with me. I tried so hard, but they it's you know it's Houston's what third and six years and listen we stuff is cheaper in Texas and we're nuts we're insane people you no, know like that's just that's well known fact and the fact that and I, I don't want to turn too much into baseball but like it, you know the fact that Houston still has that whole cheating scandal just hovering in the air it's like there's like the gods are just requiring a sacrifice every time it's like it's almost like you see Houston in the World Series and it's like uh oh they're gonna win it or if they're gonna be like are they gonna get caught again or or what's what's gonna happen like you know everybody's there biting their nails like uh I don't know (laughs) so I mean hey like you said let's hope it ends with a parade because you know what screw it you know it's pretty much a, a rewriting of the Patriots and Eagles Super Bowl except you know, the Eagles, the year the Eagles won. A cheating so. dynasty versus Philly. That's all Pretty we do. Much. Pretty much. Um, all right, so the two points that I – or a couple things I wanted to get to. 
you know, I, like I mentioned periodically, I follow the Canes off to the side. And I will tell you that watching D'Angelo before he came over here, like the stuff I saw tonight and heard from tonight, because I couldn't quite catch the whole game because I was I had to work. But just hear, hearing th- the man was on a fucking mission tonight. Like I, there was just no two ways about it. Like, you know, the, it, obviously the slow first period starts are going to be like one of those things that like we really have to like, you know, really like t- or you know, tighten up on because like that stuff's that's just going to bite us hard when it gets the season. Yeah, it's going to come back to bite us in the ass for sure. And, you know, it's... And I'm not saying that it's not necessarily always a... I mean, what am I saying? It is a bad thing when it's a slow start, but like, you know... I don't know. It's just the consistent sorts are bad, but it shows something that they're able to come back out of these, uh, out of these deficits and cut them on a nightly basis. Yeah. But that's the thing is that I don't want to get into this habit of like, okay, we have a slow start. Like, you know, like with last season, like second periods, what, where was this? Like what, what the hell happened in most of those second periods? Like, you know, it's pretty much, I think it's a lot of. Con- I think it's a confidence thing. They get they're getting crushed like they were in the first period tonight. Like shots were like eighteen to two or whatever they were, and mm. then they're in the game. So it's oh man, if we just make a couple of plays, if we just win a couple of shifts, we can win this thing. I I think it builds their confidence. As ridiculous as that is, it's interesting how they're going about it. Um, you know, I can't really say too much about Hart. I mean, the kids. Are, I mean, okay, maybe. Uh, uh, no, you know the kid's a stud, and he's going to be a stud for years to come. Like I, he's been unbelievable. I, I can't think. I mean, yeah, I, he's had a bad season, but I mean, I think that's in the rearview mirror now. Like, I'm, uh, I'm confident that going forward, he's gonna, you know, he he is the goaltender of the future. Yeah, um, and that's it's very important. And thanks a lot, Nikki. Like, we talked about Steph. Um, we knew Hart was a starter. I really liked his bounce-back year last season. Uh, I thought it just showed, okay, he he put that awful season from the year before behind him. There was so much shit. It was such a crazy year. Uh, put it all in the rear view and had a nice bounce-back season on a team that absolutely sucked. He was played pretty well. This is so he's a he's a starter. He's a number one goalie. We could say that confidently. But man, if he keeps some semblance of this up, he is a franchise goalie, and that's uh that's huge. It is huge. We've never had one. We've never had one. So well, yeah, did. he was on the other side tonight. They let him go because they had to give uh they had to give Briz fifty million dollars. So. I don't want to relitigate this, but I'm do not you think anything? But, but, like I'm asking, do you yeah. think that Bob could have been the franchise goalie? Uh, his rookie year was so fucking good. Like it was so just, good. Just just strap the rocket to his back and say team's yours, kid, and see what happens. I mean, it couldn't have been yeah. worse. Couldn't have been worse. <laughs> it could not. It could not have been worse. You're you're right there. All right, let's go to uh Corey Gardner. What's going on tonight, Corey? Hey, Bo and Steph, how's it going? 
Hey, Corey. Very well, very well. I'm just tuning in from uh, New Zealand. So I know we've had our Australian uh, brother on here not so long ago. Uh, so, yeah, we're about 14,000 Ks away from uh, good old America. So, yeah, I just think, to be honest, great game. Um, absolutely fantastic to get the win over a tough team like the Panthers. I just think John Tortorella, Bradshaw, and Rocky Thompson holding everyone accountable right now. I think everyone is a little bit on edge, and it's just shown in the games. I think just to, to push play, get those goals, and just, yeah, really fight back in those games. I think it's a, a great way to sort of start a season. I'm not going to lie, though. I kind of came to the season a little bit on edge on the sense that I wanted them to lose. Um, big Flyers fan, but I want some high-end talent. I want the Connor Bedards of the world. And I kind of wanted to just showcase this. On 2012-13, Connor, Connor McDavid had something like 25 goals, 41 assists, 66 points in total. And Connor Bedard in 2021, 2022, 51 goals, 49 assists, 100 points. I would absolutely love to see that on the Flyers. And I'm just, as much as I love the wins, and I think the boys have done such a good job to, to turn this club around and TDA has been impressive, I just, ah, it's such a, ah, I'm perplexed. I'm not going to lie. I think everyone is, no, to be fair, but it's it's a tricky one, a real tricky one. I want to see the boys win. Um, absolutely would love to see them. I actually came over to the States uh, in 2017 and saw the boys um, against the Buffalo Sabres when Jack Eichel was still on the team. And, um, yeah, just absolutely loved loved the game. Um, the Flyers got the win. But since the Mike Richards days, which is sort of really where I became a Flyers fan, it's just been uh, it's been tricky since Giroux and Voracek. I just want to see some high-end talent on the team. And, yeah, I'm just really perplexed. I'd be keen to see what you guys think. I just I know that it's a bit of a 50-50 split at this point. We'd love to see the team win. And, you know, obviously, if we get into the playoffs, it's a whole different ball game. But, yeah, I don't know. I just – I'd love to see a, a, a number one pick. That's, that's really what it is. And I don't want to see – I don't want to see Patty Kane back on the team or on the team, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real, like – it, 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 you have to like split your mind. You know, I want, I like when the Flyers win. If a Flyer takes a shot, I want it to go in the net. If their opponent takes a shot, yeah. I want Carter Hart to stop it. So in that, like, it's hard to root against them. But yeah, it's in their best interest to have the best possible odds to get high end talent because yeah, what one hundred percent in every. Yeah. Yeah, and every year, every year I sort of, I like last season, I absolutely thought the Flyers were going to be a, a good team, turn it around, uh, play fantasy hockey with the boys every year. And I took Carter Hart um, that year. And I don't know, it's just, it's come back to bite me. And then the year that I'm not so high on the Flyers, so I, I don't draft Carter Hart and I sort of avoid the Flyers, all of a sudden Konechny's putting up some good points and um, it sort of flipped the script on me a little bit. So yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the fan base is really split. I think it's amazing what, um, you know, I got a lot of respect for John Torreira and uh, obviously the scouts as well. I think to, to pull in someone like TDA, um, you know, I've, being from New Zealand, I'm not really across the sort of the politics and the in the views that maybe TDA is kind of, you know, put himself in that bad light. But as a hockey player, you know, if you strip maybe some of the negatives away, it's he's looked really good on the point and yeah, um, yeah, just loving loving what I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm I'm in the exact. Sorry, the exact same place as you, Corey, where 
I really, I just wanted them to be bad. Like, just lose, please. Let me get, a, <laughs> yeah. let me get good talent. But then they're playing, and like Bill said, I can't. While I'm watching, I can't be like, no, don't make that shot. No, don't go in. It's it's a very yeah, weird yeah, place yeah, to be. Uh, no, how do I? And, and it's funny because the boys that I play fantasy hockey with, like, none of them are really Flyers fans, and I've obviously avoided you know drafting them. And now I'm sitting here being like, well, yeah, you know, you should have had Konechny. You should have had. You know, X, Y, Z, TDA, and it's like, ah, like they're just, they're putting up points, they're looking good, and, you know, I think as a, as a Flyers fan, you know, I'm nothing but stoked about the the odds, it's just, if, if it gets there later in the season, and it looks like we're going to be that fringe team that doesn't quite get over the line, it's just going to be, you know, I think everyone's going to be screaming in their rooms a little bit. No, definitely. It, it's a it's a conundrum, as a fan right now, because we know what's in the best interest of the team, but... It's it's fun seeing them win, especially after seeing them lose so much lately. They've just lost so goddamn much. Uh, it's I it's I'm just riding the wave now. You know I don't expect this yeah. to continue. I don't see how it can. Like they got outshot fifty one to twenty two tonight. You can't possibly yeah. win that way. But it's it's hockey. It's basically pinball. Dumb shit happens all the time. <laughs> No, definitely, definitely. And I think like, you know, hey, look, sitting here as a fan, like I'm I'm absolutely stoked for the boys and and, and fans alike. And I think just to see them, you know, beat those good teams. I mean, I just hope it doesn't like get to the point where we're facing the Sabres and then all of a sudden we're getting smashed. So yeah. Good luck for the season and um yeah, I really appreciate it. Also, absolutely love the podcast guys. Um I tune in sort of most weeks on my walk and um, yeah, love what you guys are doing. So, yeah, keep it up. And, Steph, next time you're in Oz, make sure you you make a swing over to New Zealand. I was just going to say to let us know the next time you come stateside because we'll, we'll do something special. But I'll definitely let you know next time I'm over. Do you wake up first thing in the morning to watch the Flyers? Does that set the tone for your whole day? I'll be honest, it's even better than that because most of the games are at lunchtime. So it's 3.31 p.m. Friday right now. So when the games kick in, it's pretty much midday for us. So, uh, yeah, a few beers deep and um, good weather outside. So, yeah, can't complain. It's great. It's really, it's really, really good. Okay, that's not as bad as I was thinking. I was thinking you're waking up 7 a.m. first thing, but that's Australia time, not New Zealand time. Yeah, yeah, they're about there. This sort of depends on where you are, but they're about two, three hours away. So, yeah. um, you know, sorry, behind in time. So, yeah, that's no, cool. I absolutely appreciate what, appreciate what you guys are doing, and yeah, love the podcast. And yeah, been listening for about three years now. So keen to, oh. uh, have been keen to jump on one of these uh, post game um, yarns. Wonderful, thank you so much. Yeah, don't be a stranger, Corey. Really appreciate you jumping in, Steph. How insane! Like, do you ever stop and think? Like this just started with me and you at Wildfire doing yelling about sports, and now we have like international listeners. I know. I was actually I was I logged into Facebook for the first time in a long time the other day, and it was like a nightmare. Uh, but it was like one of those look back at your old post things, and it was when you and I first started at Wildfire, and it's been nine years. That's uh, wow. Steph, in the last ten days, they've beaten the Lightning and the Panthers. This is, this is. I don't. Now. Th- this is too much. I was having really, you know, this. It's not too much. I'm having fun. It's it's unsustainable. But right now, it's, it's fun. Like it's just silly. It, 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 
defies the laws of physics and nature. Uh, let's go yeah. to Jason H. What's going on, Jason? Well, I think first off, I think we have to accept that it's starting to look like the Panthers aren't going to be that good this year, but that's besides the point. Um, but that being stinks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that they have, they have a problem, especially with the money they have in him, and then of course Knight behind him, and I, I don't know if he's the guy they think he is, especially with the the draft pick they paid for him. Um, but that being said, um, countering back on the last caller, um, I was listening to something interesting this week that you heard about they're going to Australia, right? No. Yeah, the I'm NHL, sorry, what? The NHL is going to Australia. They're talking about playing a series in Australia. And supposedly they're going this week or next week to do a scout check about, like, areas they could play games and stuff like that. But supposedly they want to play a series in Australia. Because I guess if you go down, like, country by country, like, I guess Australia is almost, like, in the top five of, of countries outside of Canada, the United States, that uh, watch hockey. Well, you know, that's interesting because looking at like our podcast numbers, it gets broken down by country. And like I know we have, you know, we just had a guy from New Zealand on. We have Australian listeners, but that's like, you know, one or two people. But you look at it and we get a fair amount of downloads from those countries. Uh, that's that's very interesting. I did not know that that was happening. Yeah, I, I just remembered it. It was on. Uh, oh, yeah, I 30, see it right here. Elliot Freeman brought it up. Yeah, it was on 32 Thoughts, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm ha- I'm so happy where the team is at this point. As as you said, we we all believe it isn't sustainable, and what it's going to come down to is you know injuries and depth. And we know that most of the better teams in the league have you know better depth than us, and that's kind of where it is. But I mean, you know, I can brag for a month that we're the number one team in the East right now, so I'll celebrate it. Yeah, why not? Uh, like, it's this is just such a dumb ride, and with everything else going on in Philly right now, I mean, why not? Why not just add one more thing? You know, it's just one more thing to not be angry about. Uh, I mean, I live in Indiana, and my in my uh, I'm a Packers fan. They're horrible. I'm a Pacers fan. They're horrible. I'm a Yankees fan. They're horrible. So, hey, I'm happy you. For, I'm I happy. really, I really appreciate the Yankees fan that an ALCS loss is, is horrible. I really, the, the, the well, nature I mean, of Yankee fandom is insane to me. Well, I mean, I don't I, know. I, some of them are even more unreasonable. I don't think they need to fire the whole franchise like some people think. But, I mean, obviously changes need to be made if they want to get to where they want to get. But, I mean, I made a comment to somebody. If Boston had this season, you really think they would have fired their manager? I highly doubt it. No, God, no. It's just very, like, I work with a Yankees fan on You Better, You Bet, and he's just very, like, he's been down on the team all year. Like, Aaron Judge is chasing the home run record. He's like, I don't care. They're going to lose to Houston in the playoffs. I just want to get it over with. And, like, that is what happened. Uh, It's just very funny that after the 09 World Series uh, and everything the Phillies went through, they are somehow back in the World Series before the Yankees. That's unfathomable to me. I'm going to ask you one question before I go, since we're a little bit off topic today. Yeah. Who's finally taking the title from Roman? Please tell me it isn't Logan Paul. No, I think, um, man, I don't know. Because I'm still expecting to see The Rock at WrestleMania. 
But mm-hmm. the thing about that is, I don't know if that feud needs a title. You know, like that's on top right, no right, matter right, what. Right. It's like Sean and the Undertaker. Do you need yeah. the belt? No. So uh, maybe Cody. Maybe Cody at the Rumble or something. I don't know. I don't know. I like that they announced yesterday they're finally going away from gimmick pay-per-views. So I'm happy about that. It's a long time coming. You know, yeah. I want a, a Hell in a Cell match because a, a blood feud requires it, not because the calendar says so, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. You take care. Have a good night. Thanks, Steph, for dealing with our annoyance for a second. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, the, the real answer is it's me. I'm going to be the next wrestling star. It's me. Eh, why not? You know? Uh, why not? Oh, I thought we had another we had another speaker, but it doesn't appear. Nope, no one there. So, Steph, you got anything else? I have independently confirmed as if as if Elliot Friedman isn't enough of a source, but there are there are NHL executives going to Australia soon. That's I just wild. Saw it on Sportsnet, but it's good to have uh, it's good to have double confirmation. Let's go to Nikki real quick. Uh, you're back, Nikki. All right. Um, just one quick question. I know that the Phillies. Phillies. Wait, did the Phillies play Saturday? Correct. Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Because I know the Flyers play on Saturday as well. Um, yeah, don't expect a post game. Okay. I, that's just one of the things that I was curious about. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you touched on it or not. <laughs> no, no, I actually hadn't. Uh, I, it's something uh, – and thanks, Nikki. Uh, it's something I brought up on the podcast today, but it was either me or Steph editing it, and we both had crazy days. So it'll be up in the morning, like, when this post game goes up. Um Listen, these will become a much more regular thing when the Phillies season ends and when the games don't overlap, uh, you know, if they play at different times or a night like tonight when there is no Phillies game, absolutely, we'll be doing these post games. Uh, but you can only expect so much of me. Sorry, I'm getting a lot of love in the comments right now, and I just appreciate oh, well everyone in this room so much. Like these, it, I have so much fun. I have had the week from, well, I would say the month from hell, and just I was sitting here. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go hang out. I'm gonna go hang out with them tonight, and this was fun. Well, it's always appreciated, Steph. Uh, but that is about all the time I have for you this evening. Thanks to Steph for joining me. Thanks to everyone who called in, hung out, or listens to this on the pod. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, if you haven't had enough of me, I will be live at 2 a.m. on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We're going to talk all Phillies, I'm assuming. But, hey, I'll never turn down a Flyers call unless, like, I absolutely have to because, you know, listen, they're in the World Series. Uh, but if you want to listen to more Bill Matz on every sport, Sports Radio 94 WIP, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Philadelphia1. Until next time, Phil's in five.